Back post, it's a good delivery, and Kizzy's there, and it's in! Joe Kizzy! And Jacob Reeves has touched it in! Paul Sand is turned into the net by Roddy Arbottle! It's a great header for Pier Gianni. Good evening, everyone. Uh, better late than never, right? Uh, welcome to the Anytime Notebook. Uh, we're here every single week, just about. Mark your card for the weekend across the EFL. Set piece threats, rampaging wing backs. You know the story by now. Every single one of them gets a warm welcome in the page of the Anytime Notebook. Regular listeners, welcome back. New listeners, great to have you on board. We opened there just before I started talking with the wonderful James Tilly, helping himself to a second for Wimbledon against Colchester put up by the man that joins me next. Good evening, John. Good evening, Gav. A winner. What's that all about? I know. We, we, we'll be dying out on that for the next two years, I imagine. Yeah, at least two. People have built Patreon careers with, with on the basis of much less, I imagine, but we will continue to offer a, a free service. Um, listen to us for 30 minutes and you'll understand why it's free. But um, but yeah, good to get a winner, John, and fantastic, fantastic work by you. And not a penalty in sight for James Tilly. No, but I, did, I, did, still... I did say, I did say, no, no penalties required. I think I made that clear. Uh, <laughs> no, it was nice. There's lots of nice messages from the regulars, which I like to see, uh, and some people that I hadn't messaged before that have obviously been listening for a long time. And it's uh, it's nice to get those, isn't it? Because it just keeps us going through the uh, the lean months that we absolutely. Do have. It makes me, as soon as you said that, I thought if you could have backed James Tilly to score a penalty, that's exactly the type of thing that we would have done <laughs> and then watch him score. Yeah. And- like six to one, seven to one. I like to think it owes it all to me sending you his shot map at half time and uh, saying, oh, not this again, four shots, <laughs> 0.4 XG. Though I do do that every week, so it doesn't normally work, does it? There used to be a time, kind of, I think early last season, where if I if I got a, if I heard my phone buzz between three o'clock and five o'clock, and it was from <laughs> you, I thought, oh, we probably had a winner. But now I know it's, it's just, I know it's, it's a, moaning. I know it's a foot mob data map was showing <laughs> showing you. Now, you now know how negative I am. So it's a, <laughs> I, think, I think we should um, give a shout out to Lee Hackett or Lee Hackett, too, oh. as he's now known. Um, do you want to talk about that? Oh, well, I mean, the system never never lets us down. A couple of people did message say, how on earth have you missed that? And, well, mm. it doesn't matter because uh, Mr. Lee Hackett never misses those. I don't know how he – I mentioned it last season. I don't know how he does it. I, that's uh, if, if it dawns on me, then um, – then, and as it turns out, actually, the, the Newport <laughs> game done by ex-defenders, that story might still have some chapters left to be written, but we'll talk a bit more about that later on. But, yeah, Mickey Dimitriou, what, two – Two against his his old club uh, four crew against North, mm. uh, Newport. Congratulations to Mr. Lee Hackett. There was um yeah plenty plenty about um good midweek. We shall um dust ourselves down. Look forward to this weekend's coupon, which arguably looks a little bit tougher um than um than the midweek one. Um, that doesn't mean that we've got copious amounts of notes talking about goal scores that may or may not score. Um, 
I think we won't. It wouldn't be the start of this podcast, John, if we didn't talk about the ones that got away. Um, and we did spend at least what seven minutes talking about the shootout that could be Morecambe Notts County, which then barely registered a goal XG. High, high, sco- high scoring game. High scoring game. Um, yeah, that was a strange game, though. There were. I think did not County have something like seventy six percent possession, yeah. but I think Morecambe had the best chances for what they were. But Langstaff's yeah. like, is he off the mark yet? I, no. I, I ain't got, I ain't got it. The... We'll come on to that later. No, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, not off he's, the mark yet. He's plenty. Um, he looks to have plenty of chances. Every every bit of highlights that I saw, Crawley did win, didn't they? You know, don't listen to anyone trying to crab that form. I reckon. I reckon if you look back at Crawley's four games, I reckon they played three of the top seven already. And they get to what well, they face that Gillingham side that's three one nil wins on the trot, right? They're just just doing enough. We haven't decided the grinders. yet. On. Grinders, absolutely, absolutely. Just the just the managers to get that job done as well. Um, we got. I think we did get. Let's reflect on what could have been. Like I said, we did get the wrong Crawley pay, player that was pushed forward, right? Because you had we spoke about uh, Kellen Gordon on the right hand side, but Nick. Sarula, he was pushed forward. What from left back to um, well, normally a normally a left back, left wing back, but he was uh, he was left of a front three, and it was him that scored. Um, they're both still huge prices, I think, this weekend. I guess the, the opposition comes into it, but massive prices for what Ford players for a team third in the league. If you're a believer in that Crawley form, you get another chance to back them at a big price again this weekend. Not for me, though, but I'll, um, no doubt we'll come across them later. John, should we start off? Let's start off in the championship because I don't think we had much there at all, right? You, was there anything that you highlighted in the championship that might be worth following up? Uh, not really. I mean, it, there was a, it's been a busy week, hasn't it, with a full mm. midweek in League One and Two. So I think at this stage of the season, you've got to focus a little bit more on two of the three. It's quite hard to do all three. But uh, breaking news, John Rowe at Norwich looks like a good player. Um, the market has very much caught up with that. Uh, scored off the bench in midweek in the Cup. Mm. And I thought he was the best player on the park against Southampton in the mad 4-4 draw by a mile. Um the only other signing that's interesting this week is uh, Scott Twine's gone to Hull on loan from Burnley. Saw that, yeah, which good is uh, massive. I've noticed that three six five are eleven to two Twine, I think, which is biggest by like double everyone else. So mm-hmm. if he started, which I don't know how fit he is, then um, that would probably be fair. But whether that will last by the time you listen to this, I have no idea. I didn't have no, only. I'm not going to talk about the. X Swansea angle when Coventry come up against them. You've got Bidwell, who probably won't start at left wing oh, back. You've got Latabodier as well, who I haven't seen what yeah. price he is, but there's your there's your X Swansea angle. Coventry um based bit of form though. Middlesbrough, who I saw last weekend, my they look like they look half the side they did yeah. last season. I don't know whether you know, lots of people talking about Carrick has just been found out, but they looked a bit more than that. They just looked vulnerable and weak. They let Matty Godden go walk about to win a near post header that um, Hadji Wright, 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 which I now call him, uh, finished off the uh, the rebound. But um, yeah, like I said, they look really fragile at the moment. They play Huddersfield this weekend. I didn't. I, I almost put up Mikhail Helic, who's probably got a higher XG than 
half the strikers in the division, I imagine. Much of that due to, what, a goal on opening weekend and he had another fine far post run that he blazed over against Leicester as well. I thought 18-1 to was plenty good enough, but um, didn't quite make the list, but um, he may do by the middle of tomorrow. Um, that was a championship for me. And I think, should we head up into League One? Let me find my League One notes. Do you want to... Yeah. Where should take, we go this first? This will take longer, everybody. Um <laughs> Just, just some general thoughts before um, the first of how many selections. I've got two selections in League One, but uh, just really looking at the market and things like that, it's interesting. Now you've got Joseph Lowe at Wickham, who scored his second and third career goals in one game um, in midweek, and is now seven to one. Um, you really don't get a second or even first chance these days with some of these players. Um, and that was that was Orion just letting him. They were both similar goals, weren't they? Both yeah. like just sneaking in at the far post. I got I got that in my nothing notes clever. Well. I mean, it, it's it, credit is scored, but something interesting for Wickham. Um, Luke Leahy, I noticed, was on all the set plays because Jacobson was benched. Right. Um, I mean, Jacobson's got a wanderer left foot, but Leahy's is just as good as we know. Uh, two assists for low, obviously, and two great efforts from direct free kicks. Uh, I never thought I'd see the day where Luke Lee is four to one best price. Wow. Um, he was constantly eight to ten to one last season when he was on penalties for Shrewsbury and he had about eight goals with two months left of the season. So sometimes the market makes no sense and it gets very defensive very early. Uh, what else we got? I thought a interesting signing I think it was confirmed either today or yesterday um, Fleetwood have signed Bossan Lawal uh, I think I'm pronouncing that incorrectly no doubt uh, from Celtic what a surprise the uh, Scott Brown Celtic connection yeah, of course yeah um, 21 year old Irish uh, under 21 centre back or can play DM he's got 7 in 21 for Celtic B now, that sounds amazing, but then you look at Celtic B's results and they do tend to score at least five a game. <laughs> so it's still it's still good, obviously, but it's not maybe not as good as it looks. But I think he could be interesting addition. We're always looking for someone else alongside Josh Earl, aren't we, at Fleetwood? So. Yeah, I wonder whether that feels it needs some um, reassessing that Fleetwood form, this... Uh... It is, it is it is bad, you know. I think of all the sides that you're looking at at the moment, saying, "Okay, who did I, who did I take a, an opinion about or take a position about?" You're telling me they're not going to win the league, Gav? Oh, they might just not do, yeah, because there's nothing, there's no hiding places. There. There's nothing like, from what I can see, there's no undercurrent of, um, oh, they were just about to turn the corner. What a loss at Cambridge! They don't rate very highly. They even lost to, yeah, lost at Vale, drew at Carlisle. So, um, yeah, they might not be. As much shouldn't have potential as we as we might have thought oh, about no. Fleetwood, but there's plenty of other teams to, to get stuck into. John, I think you've got some selections in oh, League I've One. Got, I've got loads more. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I'm, uh, right. <laughs> it's too many. I've actually deleted a couple because we, we may be here all day. Um, let's go on the selections before I mention a couple other things. Get people excited if they if they're not already at fever pitch for this. <laughs> Now, you've got an early game on Saturday in League One. Looks a cracker, really. Bolton v Wigan. Oh, you, you're excited for that. Looks um, good, doesn't it? Yeah. Pretty basic case, this one. Uh, Charlie Hughes, who probably won't be a massive surprise to regular listeners. A goal, and then he's twice hit the post in the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do a lot more than that. Bolton have had the electric start, as we know, but they're still giving up enough, really. 
part of that is they are scoring a lot as well and maybe game state they've already won the game like against Fleetwood mm-hmm. where Josh Earl nicked one and could have had more as I know you, you noted mm-hmm. um, those with a long memory will remember last season when there were spells where the very similar looking Bolton back line started leaking loads from set plays and it just seemed to come and go a little bit so I don't think it uh, they're definitely not watertight Um He's actually been very popular in the market, Charlie Hughes, probably because of those marked efforts. But there's still above twenties left, which is what you would need here. So at twenty-two to one, I'll have one point win on Charlie Hughes for Wigan at Bolton. Love it. Yes, um, we've we looked sh- plenty shrewd enough, don't we? Have as not putting him up as he hits the post twice. That feels like exactly the sort of time we would have we would have put him up. Um, yeah, very much looking forward to that game. We get to uh, feels like the first big test for Bolton, doesn't it? I do like Lincoln who they beat on on opening day, but what's pretty regulation win since then? This feels like a, yeah. we get to no get Dion, to... no Dion Charles as Ooh, well. Yes. But yeah. I do think um, the mention this as well. Uh, Mendes Gomez might get his first start and. I realised he hasn't played many minutes yet, but Evett said uh, last week or two he's really come up to grips with the system and things. So mm-hmm. if he goes in as a direct replacement, that is perfectly fine. Not so, a bad replacement at all. Now, you, you, the next game, I know from my time growing up, but in and around um, Northampton, this is a big derby. I don't know whether yeah, people... A few, a few big derbies this weekend. Yep. Yeah, I don't know whether people... Um, put the respect on Northampton Peterborough quite enough but it's a huge one I think it's probably a bit bigger in Northampton than it is in Peterborough but um, take us away John, uh, John what have we got well uh, I, I always get Peterborough right so once <laughs> until I've had a winner I'm putting up a Peterborough player this is uh, very rare and it probably won't happen again but uh, yeah, Northampton Peterborough, the player in question is Joel Randall, who is 11 to 2, a bit of price discrepancy, 11 to 2 with a few firms and a lot short with a few others. Um, 11 to 2 is big, very bright season, uh, starting in the front, uh, front three, in the three behind Johnson Clark Harris, chances in every game, 0.61 XG against Barnsley, goal against Swindon in the cup. Feels like he could have a, a good run of goals soon. Uh, Northampton, perfectly decent opponent, as we've mentioned recently. And it's just a straightforward case, really. I think he should be more fours, nine to two. So one point win, Joel Randell, 11 to two. Joel Randell and Charlie Hughes for John in League One. Hey, I'll, before we before we um, dust up all of the, 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 the dregs in League One, I'll just put up my selection as well. Um, Bristol Rovers, I think, good price at at Cambridge this weekend. Connor Taylor back on the fringes of the notebook. A couple of efforts in the last two. Cambridge Cambridge feels like a step down in class for Rovers here. I like them at six to four or bigger um, when they visit Cambridge this weekend. Like I said, step down from the opening three games where they played, what, Charlton, Barnsley and Portsmouth. Um, 25 to one, Connor Taylor. We, We talked plenty about him last year in his stint at Stoke. He fell a bit down the pack, well, more than a bit down the pecking order here. I think um, Michael Rose coming in was the, the final death knell, but he, he, he said that he wanted to go back to Rovers, and he does, and Rovers spent money to bring him back. Three goals in that League Two promotion winning side. Like I said, two big headers in the last two. I thought 25-1 to 1 was some price for not only a you know down in grade for Bristol Rovers, but massively down in grade like for it. someone like Connor Taylor as well. So. 
that um, yeah. that looked. Yeah. They did, did well to get him, I think, because I think they paid three hundred grand for him as well. So. Absolutely, yeah. And not um, have you seen? They've made two signings today. They've signed Bogard back on loan from Villa and. Uh, Jack Hunt, the fullback, uh, on a free from Sheffield Wednesday, or was it Sheffield Wednesday? Um, yeah, I do. The away form weren't too bad last year, but um, but yeah, certainly, hey, pre-season I'd have Bristol Rovers plenty ahead of Cambridge, and um, that looks a bet for me this weekend. Um, anything else in League One, John? I've got a couple of others. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good weekend for. Maybe opposing teams that are coming into games off the back of a win, where just because they've won, I think personally I need to see a lot more before I start to entertain any of them as a serious, serious betting proposition. Wickham's probably one of those. I mean, odds on it, you know, what they've beaten Orient, but two, three nil defeats before that, they've got to do a lot more for me than to be odds on against even, you know, Burton, who were at the bottom of the league if it weren't for Wigan. Um, Hadn't scored in the so this is Wickham, hadn't scored in the league prior to that three two win at, at Orient. Could barely rattle up a goal XG in any of their league games to date. They conceded two from set pieces. Look, I was I was pretty worried about Burton this year, but actually they're they're similarly, you know, they might appreciate the step down in class. I think they're about hundred to thirty, but I'm not sure they were what, twenty odd percent chance to win this game. Goal scorer wise desperate to find someone but it looks like the market have found Ryan Sweeney already who was put up in one of our half dozen to follow in the um, on the blog um, on the website um, but the market like I said the market likes him already about 12 to 1 um, the other team I thought that might be worth opposing can't quite land on a on the I'll end up leaving this game but I'll mention it anyway I thought Oxford you know, on the face of it, there's, there's, on the face of it, two big games in midweek, right? So Oxford are beating Derby, while Barnsley have lost to Peterborough. Barnsley play Oxford this weekend. The former, to me, feels more like mid-table clash at the moment. The latter feels like potential top six clash at, at the end of the season. One team won, one team lost. Probably would err on the side of Barnsley here. Like I said, I haven't had a bet yet, but um, a, a new name for people, Casper Lapato. Two far post headers for Barnsley. Um, 0.4 XG rattled up. Looks, a, looks. A, I mean that Barnsley backline, right? It's full of threats. The more every season, there some of them leave, um, some of them stay. But he looks another one. He looks. Um, he looks every inch the what Mads Anderson for us to follow off a cliff at some point this season. But twenty to one, Casper Lapato, who didn't quite make the grade, but one I'll mention. John, I'll leave you to summarise League One with some other thoughts. Some other missives, as mm-hmm. the kids don't say. Um, Shrewsbury, uh, Che Dunkley comes back and he scores the goal. Uh, and suddenly they look a lot more solid at the back. So I just thought I'd mention that because I think he is just here. You shouldn't put too much steel on one defender, but when it comes to him, I, I am. So I'm not as interested as opposing Shrewsbury now while he's fit. Um Let's talk about our old friend, Cashin, at Derby. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, old friend, uh, even though he's never done us a favour. <laughs> uh, possibly the most unlucky younger player to only have two senior goals at this stage. Um, unbelievable map in midweek. Uh, Derby are doing basically nothing right apart from some good set plays, which shows isn't really a great thing because there's hardly anything from open play. Look very, very slow to me again. 
Uh, no throw out front at all. Mendes Lang up front is not a striker, never has been really. And especially now when his pace has dropped a little bit. Um, prices collapsing all over the shop on cash in. <clears throat> I'm quite happy to leave him at the price now. I mean, if he scores, he scores. He's, you're not going to be kicking yourself at single figures. And Brighton are sniffing around. Uh, they've had a couple of bids this week. So whether, I think he'll probably play, but we might not ever get a chance to cash in on cash in, Gav. Um, I mentioned uh, I mentioned I was done in League One. I'm not done in League One because I'm working my way backwards through my it's notes, which done. end in the championship. We should mention, we talked about it plenty, about how trappy Stevenage Reading feels at the weekend. Um, despite that, <laughs> I still think... What a game. What a game. It feels like... Um, this should have. This feels like one for the eye follow. If you can um, set up your VPN and pretend you're somewhere else, but it's uh, yeah. Despite the fact it does feel trappy, and lots of people like Stevenage, I still like Stevenage, <laughs> and I do like. I know he's been mentioned plenty of other places already. Thought I found him on my own a couple of days ago, but Finley Burns on loan from Man City said he co- said he wanted to come to Stevenage to get used to physicality. Said the yeah, six foot right five youngster. Absolutely. <laughs> Things I love about Finley Burns already, a couple of solid efforts in midweek. One was a header from Piergiani, hit a chance late wide, uh, hit a chance wide late on as well. A couple of shots, earning really solid reviews. Steven his fans seem to love him. I, I, I do like that because I, I watched a bit more of the extended highlights and those. He's good. That yes, Piergiani is an attacking threat as well. But when some of the free kicks, free kicks are like a little bit nearer the halfway line, he's an expert coming short and winning the first ball, and you know everyone in behind him kind of like mopping up. And I yeah, saw that. You know them two seem to be working on the same wavelength already. Look, that Reading back four wasn't giving up much, but I think it shocked everyone that Sellers team news in midweek. Um, it was plenty young enough. John, we were speaking before we press record. You know, Sellers was saying that it was tactical and, you know, based on just wanting the youngsters to prove themselves. But, hey, look, Stevenage, Stevenage, it's easy to crab the form, I think, and say, well, Stevenage are just bullying sides off. And you look at the list of fixtures that they've played and hey, you might class them as flat track bullies, but, you know, go through the fixture list and tell me when that stops. It certainly doesn't stop this weekend, who looks like... Steve Evans is going to be licking his lips at facing this young Reading side who might just be looking towards the accountant books rather than the uh, rather than the league table at the moment. Um, Finley Burns opened up at 28, cut ever so slightly. There's some, I forget who it is, bookmakers that you probably can't get on with at 25 to 1, but he's knocking on the door of 18s and 20s elsewhere. I'll put him up um, at 25 to 1, but yeah, just so everyone knows, I've kind of backed him at 28s but I thought he was um, not often that you're going to get to back a what nearly seven foot Steven is centre half against what looks like a vulnerable Reading side anything else in League One John? I think there'll be a few of those um, young backline having a sleep this evening this, this evening um, I, su- I suggest they don't watch Carl Piergiani's highlights if they're 
would like sleep tight he, he is absolutely going to be pumped up and as Steve <laughs> Evans said this week they're all working dogs they're working dogs for him they're fit as a butcher's dog that's what he said HR don't even bother with Steve Evans anymore do they it's just uh, uh, well you, you can knock him but he's done a hell of a job and um this schedule start is probably going to keep them up, I think, because I think they will fade in the second half off topic, but I think they'll fade second half of the season or even quicker. It's been 23 minutes and I haven't spoke about Richie Wellens yet, but just look. Look at look oh. at look at look at how Steve Evans has, has started off the first month. And, and and just just even regardless of results, just attitude, message, up for it. Look at Richie Wellens, you know. Both come up from oh, Leeds. Uh, Anti Wellens has come out again. Here we well, go. Yeah, red, we might then get a red card in the week. I don't know. It might serve him well. Him not having you know something. Time. Talking of that, it's interesting. I looked at listeners will know. I like to look at the press conferences and the, and the notes and whatever. Um, pretty much the only manager in League One who hasn't moaned about the extra minutes and the well, not the extra fixtures, but the the sort of quickness turnaround of fixtures is Steve Evans. Because, the, you know, he also, if you look at, this is going really into depth, but uh, you look at all the Stevenage games, even last season, the they don't have, the ball in play percentage is very low. So they know what they're doing. They're, 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 they're a basic side, but they're drilled to the absolute minute, unlike Absolutely. some of these other sides. So here we go. They're good from a punting perspective because it means that you can, yeah, put your, put your faith in them, which we have done to some extent this weekend. Uh, John, should we head into... We're still um, in League One, are we? Okay. <laughs> we're still in League One. Uh, tune in tomorrow um, for League Two. No, we're, we're, anything else in League, League One? Before we're done. Um, I'm just looking. I've got so many notes. Uh, yeah, going back to Orient, yeah. they're at Blackpool. Uh, I don't think, well, I haven't mentioned it enough. I think Orient, they have been a little bit unlucky in that, well, not that they lost Vigoru in uh, the summer, but he was the best keeper in League Two by by quite a way, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's gone to Burnley, but they also lost the replacement during the um, after the first game of the season and the... Um, and what I can tell, the current keeper does not inspire confidence. Um, Hape is also suspended here. Which, oh, yes, um, yeah. I don't know if that's a plus or a minus, really, but it leaves less options again. Uh, can't Blackpool were quite... They dom- it's a little bit like Notts County. They're dominating the games without creating loads. Uh, they've had slightly better results, but they look very watertight. But the Blackpool back line... Um, I don't know. I want to get Matthew Pennington back to Shrewsbury. Eight to one Pennington. Wow. Right? Um, another another career low for for one of my <laughs> favourites. But that's it in League One, everyone. Don't worry. We're... League One done and dusted. Um, let's head off into English football's greatest division. Oh, the old fourth the division. Uh, League Two. Um, go on, John. You've got plenty. Lead us off. I've <laughs> got even more notes in League Two. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the extended edit. Um, I think we'll start off with a selection, actually. I, and you can tell again, I've I've had a selection that's won because I'm going back to Accrington. Oh, it didn't take long. <laughs> um, this is a good matchup, really, against opposing Harrogate again. Uh, as you mentioned, Gav, or you pointed out to us in the in the notes that we we're trying to do together this season, which makes things a bit easier. Um, Simon Weaver said the Harrogate 
uh, coach said, I thought it was our worst performance this season in terms of dealing with defensive situations. We looked powder puff for the three goals. Mm. Uh, the first Tramir goal came from failing to clear a long throw and the second was just a bit of a punt forward that most non-league teams would have dealt with. Um, the selection is its not Brad Hills. We've not gone for a, a repeat. We've gone back to an old favourite who's actually young, and it's Jay Rich Bagaloo at 14s. Mm-hmm. Now, it feels a long time ago, to me anyway, that when he came from Crystal Palace in January 22, he scored two in the 13 League One games in the second half of that season he played. Mm-hmm and was also well up there. I think he was in the top five of XG from the the second half of that season for defenders. Um, He's had that very serious injury, so I expected it would take a while for him to get his sharpness back, and I think that's been the case, but he's played every minute in the league, so that's looking good. However, he gave us a massive hint versus Barrow. The McConville goal... He should have done better with it. He glanced it rather than meeting it full on. If he met it full on, I think it had gone in. Uh, that then fell to McConville for the goal. That didn't actually register on the models from what I can see. Okay. Um, the replay isn't the clearest on that, but he did then have another later effort from a corner. As I say, I was half tempted by Brad Hills, who keeps getting in the team of the week, about three times. But bar the first game has gone a tad quiet and isn't much bigger against the relatively proven commodity of uh, Jay Rich Bagaloo. So it's a one-point win, uh, considering the opposition as well, that 14 is just about okay. He's been well back today. Uh, Jay Rich Bagaloo, 14-1, to Accrington v Harrogate. Very good. John, I'll let, I'll let you continue. You, you're going to go to... Um, doesn't Nigel Clough look shrewd at the moment? He would have, obviously, oh. the, the news about Alfie Kilgore is, is desperate for the, um, for the defender, but... I'm sure when he was knocking on his chairman's door saying, hey, we, let's, not, let's not take any chances here. And he brought in Aidan Flint. Um, yeah, well done, Nigel Clough. But I think um, it's a different Mansfield centre-half that gets your pick this weekend. Mm. Bit of an old favourite coming here, Gav, but he's certainly never done, done us a favour, has he? But uh, yeah, Grimsby Mansfield... Um, I'll do a little bit of uh, talking around it. Uh, Flint will obviously score regularly through the season. I don't think eight to one's terrible. It, it, it hurts your heart a little bit to take that, doesn't it? But I don't think it's terrible. Uh, I noticed today that Nigel Clough said they've got nine players out for tomorrow, Mansfield. So bear that in mind. Some of those are already known long-term. And as you mentioned, Kilgore, who managed three shots for 0.4 XG in 17 minutes before sadly rupturing his Achilles and out for the season in midweek. Um, he would have he would have had a good season as well. Could this be an opening for Bailey Cargill? What do you think, Gav? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Oh, he's our old friend who's not our friend again. Coventry. Um, Forest Green. Yeah, Absolutely. He's, yeah. He's getting on a bit now. He's 28. He's, he's, this, is, this feels like, put it this way, if you can't get at least a couple from here on into the end of the season or at least... I think that'll be the end of him for me. I don't think I'll mention him again. <laughs> you retire. You retire really. No, yeah, that's it. Just give up. Not that, <laughs> not that it's the be or an end all. Uh, a couple of efforts in midweek uh, probably moves alongside Flint into the middle rather than left back. But it doesn't really matter because he's been going up for all the set plays anyway. Career record average at best, but 
spin the positive. Uh, MK Dons and Forest Green were hardly set play kings when he was there. So it's not like he's um, been at the best situations. And yeah, this is this is really the side that I think it either proves he's going to be a sort of three to five goal a season man or not really. Uh, Grimsby gave up uh, 0.9 set play XG v Wimbledon and nearly all of Salford's very limited XG was set play last time out. Um, don't really think there's a vulnerability there, but I thought I'd mention it. He's been cut today, uh, Bailey Cargill, so I've reduced the stake. So point, uh, 0.5 points win, Bailey Cargill at 16-1. to 1. Another good game, that one. I rate both of those sides pretty highly. Grimsby yeah. with, with a great result in midweek. I think... Um, yeah, it says a lot about them and maybe Salford as well. Mansfield obviously started well. This feels like another good test. Um, let me interject then, John. Excellent selection. Um, let me interject then. Let's talk a bit about Forest Green, who I you know, sneakily kind of like fancy. Seem to have got. Um, since you got their act together relatively quickly, I thought they were a bit unlucky in the in the loss midweek against um, Swindon. Uh, Moore Taylor's gone off injured after 26 minutes. Um, Reese Welsh has come in, who I spoke a bit about, I think last week or the week before, to partner in this, the big London thing they got on loan from Everton. Um, I, I did these notes early on and I've been away, but I think Troy Deeney, he was in the crowd when he, I think Troy Deeney's joined. Is that right? Yeah, joined? player coach. Player, wow, player coach. Um Anyway, have a look at any highlights if you can from the second half of that Swindon game because any time it goes near the um, Forest Green back four, Welsh and Ryan Innes look absolutely huge together. Six and a half feet between um, each of them uh, plus, I think. Uh, Innes is still the bigger price though this weekend. Really like Ryan Innes this weekend. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, the, Sweden threw everything at them after Harvey Bunker had got the red card, but that result apart, as I said, reassuring start, I think, for Forest Green. Um, I'd looked at, started to look at you know, all of the various free sources that the people look at and the analyst.com, who we know is a great resource. Forest Green have the highest set piece, uh, set piece XG without scoring a goal from a set piece in League Two. I think we, we, we've said already over the first couple of weeks that Newport could be vulnerable from set pieces. They certainly were in the opening game against Accrington. Sean Wally had all the space he needs for Stanley's second. The third goal comes from the second phase after a corner is cleared as well. We spoke plenty about how the you know the changes in that Newport back line um, might um, pay dividends for backing opposing centre-halves at the beginning of this season. Um, it, what a fantastic week, we've mentioned already, for players returning to their old club system Newport might just about be getting over Mickey Dimitro scoring against them, but it could, like I said, there could be another chapter to write this weekend. I really like Ryan Innes, who had a season on loan with them back in 2018, 2019. He has to be on the list. I know we've put him up twice already this season, but a point at 18 to 1. Ryan Innes for Forest Green oh. at Newport. Go, Ryan, go. Go, oh, yeah. Ryan, go. It's, uh, I think that's a great selection. That looks like a high goal line match to me. Um, I also, I think I sent you earlier, but Newport, uh, they have been unlucky with injuries as well. Jameson, the summer signing, went off at half time against Crew, and that's when they started looking really vulnerable. He was replaced by an 18 year old Irishman making his league debut. Uh, James Clark is injured, Drysdale's injured. Uh, obviously, they've lost Farkas and Norman and Dimitri, as we keep saying. Um, and the quotes from uh, 
Cochrane were pretty. Uh, he, he he knows the problem. Uh, he said just quickly, he's got. We I can't get away from naive, soft, poor defending. I don't like that for my team, and I don't expect my players to perform in that manner. Um, and then there's further on. I can't put a squad together of 18 senior pros. I have to use the Kumrai Premier, the loan system, and I bought Josh in from Ireland. So, yeah, I think that is that looks like a high goal line. So cue the nil-nil on that one. <laughs> now I've said that. Just that game, of, just that shocker at Doncaster, wasn't it? I think that just threw a spanner in the works of being wholly against Newport at the start of the season. I think. Yeah, we'd all. We'd yeah, all I think they've they've, they've got some interesting players going forward. Like Will Evans is having mm, a good season. Yeah. Um, but I just I think I think they will get it right. I don't think it's going to be a full season thing because generally, what well, we saw with what they did last year, didn't we? The it could be a switch around and second yeah. half of the season we might want to be with some of these defenders, but mm-hmm. it's just too too much change at the moment. I think if things aren't broken. Don't try and fix it. John, lead us off. <laughs> well, finish us up. Finish us up instead of leading. Lead us, us up. off. We're starting again. Oh. <laughs> um, it's now midnight, listeners. We're, we're still going. It's not really. Uh, you try and guess this one. I, I think uh, Sutton versus Wimbledon. I think this is the possibly the most interesting game in League Two. Uh, another local derby. You've got two former players yes. in uh, Josh Newville and Omar Bougel. They raided them, didn't they, Wimbledon? Yeah, they raided Sutton for over yeah. the summer. Yeah, I forgot about that. And that's all right. And a little spanner in the works for Wimbledon. Barnsley have bidded for Al Hamadi today. That's been rejected. Uh, that did happen a few times last season and he still played. So he seems fairly professional on that front. Hopefully he does play because if he doesn't, Josh Davison might play, which might take away the Tilly penalty angle or it might not. But anyway, the selection is James Tilly to the surprise of no one. Uh, 11 to 2 is still available. Um, don't really know why. Doesn't make any sense. It, it's it's the same case as midweek. If you weren't listening, he's, he's getting away plenty of shots. i say four in the first half of midweek without a goal. Then the two goals that you heard at the start of this episode. Um, I actually thought that Josh Nouvelle was the best player on the park by a mile. Um, not sure I realised how quick he was. Uh, he's desperately unlucky. His shot hit the underside of the crossbar and sort of bounced onto the line. Looks a little bit like he's been the victim of versatility. He's mm. played nearly everywhere, even at right back at times, which watching this midweek, you, you couldn't imagine that, but... There we go. Sometimes these smaller, quick players get parked into fullback or wingback. Now, his goal-scoring record doesn't match with what I've seen with my eye during that game. Um, very highly rated when he's at Luton. Still young, so maybe he's found his, his best place or maybe that was his one electric game in 10. Uh, anyway, going off Tilly, but he's the same price as Tilly, which doesn't really make any sense. We've still got the... Probably most high probability that Tilly will be on penalties. After scoring two in midweek, he's going to be even more confident. So that seems even more likely than it did before then. This is going to, I think this is going to be a real tough game. I'm not sure there's going to be bundles of goals here, but the price is still the price is still there. So we'll go one point win James Tilly at eleven to two and point five points win James Tilly two plus at fifty to one. Excellent. Um, John, we'll run through our um, all of our selections in a second. Um, some interesting news coming out of Wrexham, though. Hey, we're not on like 
every other podcast in this sense. We we we, we have a little Wrexham interest, don't we? Like a little Wrexham bulletin. Should we call it a Wrexham bulletin? Um, yeah, we're playing to our big US audience. That's it. Um, that's it. It's already clicked <laughs> on the SEO. Uh, we tell us a bit about Paul Mullin coming back and. Um, yeah, I think it's just worth looking at the. Not suggesting to do anything yet, but uh, anyway, if people weren't aware, um, Paul Mullin was at the game in midweek for Wrexham. Just sounds very positive from what uh, Parkinson was saying. No timescale given, but just from, I don't know, I get the feeling it's probably going to be about three weeks from now, would mm. be my um, uneducated guess. I think it's one to keep an eye on in the uh, top scorer market. None of the pre-season big guns uh, Langstaff hasn't scored yet McGoldrick hasn't scored yet uh, the only one who's started well is Mo Issa who looks solid but Marlin is now 20 to 1 so basically what I'm saying is keep an eye out cover an eye and ear out if you get the idea that it's coming back shortly then that 20s is absolutely fine you're saying Mickey Dimitri isn't Going to see it. He's joint top at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> Just having a look. Yeah. <laughs> Each way, Mickey Dimitri, 0.5 points. There we go. <laughs> John, um, 40 minutes. Let's rattle off. Uh, rattle, tell us tell us who you've got all of your points on, and we'll we'll condense it all into a nice little um, 30 second bit at the end. Uh, reminder so you've got a point on Tilly, 11 to 2, half point win on Tilly, 2 plus at 50s. What else you got? Certainly right. So we'll go League One. One point win, Charlie Hughes, 22 to 1, Bolton Wigan. One point win, Joel Randell, 11 to 2, Peterborough at Northampton. League Two, one point win, Jay Rich Bagaloo, 14 to 1, Accrington versus Harrogate. 0.5 points win, Bailey Cargill, 16 to 1, Mansfield Grimsby. We know about Tilly, and I'll also chuck in a one point win double. Joel Randell eleven to two, and James Tilly eleven to two. Love it. Well, I know half the listeners are here just for the just for the Tilly two plus uh, bet, but um, <laughs> from you, <laughs> they've but, had uh, to wait forty five minutes. <laughs> but, uh, I will add one point. Connor Taylor, Bristol Rovers twenty five to one. We'll put a point on Ryan Innes for Forest Green at eighteens, and let's see if we can get on the uh, the Finley Burns train. A point on Finley Burns for Stevenage at twenty five to one. All of which sounds like. The perfect end to a great week. Uh, congratulations, John. Fantastic selection midweek. I'm sure there look some some future winners there as well. Hopefully that future involves tomorrow. Um, John, thanks very much for your time. Whatever you're back in this weekend, do it sensibly. But above everything else, be lucky. Uh, that is what you need in this game. Um, John, good to see you. We'll do it all again next week. Cheers, Gav. No midweek coupon, so... Uh, enjoy a few days away from looking at XG. Excellent. You can uh, scour James Tilly's Instagram instead. <laughs> that's a that's a real inside joke. I, I spent way too long. I spent way too long trying to find the audio because I thought I'm not having uh, one of my few winners not having the audio. So I've had to I've had to dig it up from some unforeseen part of the internet, and I've ended up uh, stalking James Tilly. So. If long you happen to listen to this, I'm very sorry. Long story short, you're not allowed within two miles of him anymore. Yes, I've got a restraining order now. <laughs> John, good to see you. We'll speak next week. Cheers, Gav. Good luck, everybody.